Welcome to Small Talks, where we have small talks about a big God. I'm Crystal. Let's talk. I hear a lot of stories about when a man is dating the person whom he hoped to one day make his wife. He will overwhelm the girl with fancy dates, special surprises, and thoughtful gifts and words. Now, once they get married, the guy's pursuit tends not to be as lavish and as intentional. I once heard a wise man tell a young guy who was dating the love of his life, Hey son, whatever you start while you're dating, make sure you can maintain it once you're married. Well, God did not have a problem maintaining what he started. See, before we became the bride of Christ, God pursued us in the most lavish way when he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. Now, once we became his, his pursuit did not stop. He did not let up. See, his love is what pursued us in the beginning, and it continues to pursue us today. God is no longer pursuing and seeking us for the purpose of salvation. He is now seeking us for the purpose of sanctification. We are being pursued daily so that we can conform to the image of God. Jesus pursues us through his word and through the Holy Spirit. He may even pursue us through discipline and trials. His love and grace is always chasing us down and his goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. But many times we can reject his pursuit and wander and get distracted by sin and we'll simply find ourselves straying away from God. And often God is asking us the same question he asked Adam in Genesis chapter 3. He asked him, where are you? See, like any good shepherd, God went searching for Adam because he no longer had the intimacy he once had in his relationship. Something was missing. Something was off. There had been a wedge in the relationship because of sin. So he asked him, where are you? When God asked Adam, where are you? That question wasn't for God because he is sovereign and he's all-knowing, right? That question was for Adam. That question, where are you, is such an introspective question. It forces you to identify the place that you're in. You cannot answer it without labeling and naming your surroundings, the street that you're on, and the things that you see. And I believe that God may be asking some of us that question today. Where are you? God is pursuing you, seeking you out so that he can address the sin and the weight that is affecting the intimacy you are having in your relationship with God. God may be asking where are you in the area of your finances? Are you honoring him with your money? Have you wandered away from Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 where it says honor the Lord with your wealth and from the first fruit of all your produce? Here's a better question. Who controls your money? You or him? Has your money and possessions become an idol in your life? Maybe God is searching for you in the area of your job or career. Is he looking for you to represent him and you're nowhere to be found? It is possible that you have wandered away from Colossians 3.23, where it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. We should be producing our best work as if Jesus is our boss. Well, if you realize you have drifted and wandered away from God and his truths, I want to give you two things that you can do that will direct you back home. I want to suggest that you draw close to God. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. 
Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. The scripture simply says, draw near and he will come close to you. How do you draw near to God? James tells us in the next line. He says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. See, James is urging the believer to deal with the sin in their lives. Address the sin that is getting in the way of you being close to God. You cannot be close to God if you are living a life contrary to the word of God. So draw close to God by addressing the sin in your life. And secondly, pay close attention. Hebrews 2.1 says, For this reason we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away from it. Here, the writer is urging the people to pay close attention to the truths of God. Why? So they won't wander off and drift away. Now, I was not born with a sense of direction, so often I can get turned around and lost. But thank God for GPS. GPS has literally made my life easier. However, every now and then, even while using GPS, I can still find myself lost. Usually when I am preoccupied by something else or a little distracted and I'm not paying close attention to the map, I almost always drift off course. Maybe I miss my turn or I turn too early or maybe I take the wrong fork in the road. Well, as believers, the word of God is kind of like our GPS. It gives us direction instructions on how in the most God-honoring way get to the destinations in life successfully. But if we do not pay close attention, if we become distracted, we are sure to drift away. So where are you? Is God asking you that question today? Have you drifted or wandered away from God and his truths? I pray that you draw near to him and pay close attention to the word of God. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your great pursuit. I pray that we all will respond in the way that we should. In Jesus' name, amen.